visit County Administration on the fourth floor for assistance. All speakers must appear in person. No further speaker signups will be accepted after an item has been called. Please show respect for others and refrain from making impertinent, slanderous remarks or personal attacks. Boisterous behavior, including applause, booing, and cheering is not permitted. Thank you for joining us. The meeting will begin shortly.
There you are. You okay? All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you could take your seats, please. You can take your seats, please. We are now, Mr. Wilkshire, Nick, everybody take their seats, please. Thank you. We are now going to call the order. Our Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting this Tuesday, October 24, 2023 at about 10.07 a.m. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, sir. All right. We're going to now ask you to rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. Remain standing for a moment of silence. And I'm going to have Ms. Anna Gupta, if you will come to the podium and you will lead us in the pledge, if that would be okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remain standing, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of the notable persons from our community who have recently passed. So I'm going to go around the room here. Commissioner McKenzie, anybody? Hey, Commissioner Bogan, Commissioner Dean, Vice Mayor. Okay. No? Commissioner Rogers? Okay, let me advance the name of a former colleague, former mayor of Miami Gardens, Shirley Gibson, passed last week. She's a pioneer in our community, an awesome elected official, a dear friend, and she will be greatly missed. Then Kingsley Smith, he was a strong advocate, community leader, founder of his homeowners association in the awesome city of Plantation. And Commissioner Jacqueline Guzman, Uncle Ruben, he's fondly known as Freddie, Lorenzo Sunrise residence, passed this month due to cancer. May their souls be peace. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. And I just want to recognize a true gentleman and a leader uh, in the city of Lighthouse Point. That's John Lee Levisky. He was a city administrator for the city of Lighthouse Point since 2001. And so at this particular time, he served beginning as the fire chief in 1995, and then he oversaw the implementation of the city's own EMS transport system. And John retired from the United States Air Force Master Sergeant when he served as the fire chief of the U.S. and around the world Air Force bases. Let's keep him and his family in his prayers. John was a true leader. You never saw him complain. Uh, he suffered for a few years, and just he just was an incredible gentleman, and he will be truly missed in the city of Lighthouse Point. Let's also honor all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. And I always want to add, of course, our current police force and officers, as well as our firefighters and paramedics, to keep those in mind as well. So a moment of silence, please. Thank you. you. May be seated. Today's music, <laughs> shockingly, was provided by Commissioner Mark Bogan. I say shockingly because these two songs always appear when Commissioner Bogan picks his songs, and it's of course "25 or 64" by Chicago and "Old Days" by Chicago. So we we, we appreciate your your systematic process of having those songs every time. But most, Im most importantly, 
Most importantly, he is obviously dedicating his uh, his roots to Chicago, where he he reigns from. So, Commissioner Bogan, thank you for that. Thank you, Mayor. You got it. Today uh, we have uh, three proclamations. Uh, I'll begin with one, followed by Vice Mayor Nan Rich. We'll have another one, followed by Commissioner Udine. And my first one, I would ask Anna Gupta to please join me at the podium down here. This indeed is a special young lady that's with us today, and I just want to tell you a little bit about what her cause is at a young age of 13 years old. She's a young environmentalist with a passion for penguins, our oceans, and of course the environment. And after realizing how detrimental e-waste, we're going to honor today, e-waste day, she has made it her mission to spread awareness about this issue. She hopes to inspire more youth to do e-waste collection drives across the state, and she's based her science project on the impact of electronic waste byproducts on wildlife in one second place in the county. She has won a national award for her science research as well. Additionally, she has published a children's book, which I just got one, a children's book to share how much e-waste impacts our ocean wildlife. We're joined by her mother here today, Ms. Gupta, and also by Ellie Harrington, which is the vice president of the Advancement for Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. So it's really nice to be able to honor our youth and what they really want to care about our environment. And so I'm going to present her with this proclamation and it reads as follows. Whereas electronic equipment is everywhere in modern life and unwanted electronics such as TVs, computers, laptops, tablets, and smartphones should be recycled instead of disposed as a waste to recover and reuse the product itself or materials like copper, steel, or gold that the product contains. Whereas other materials like lead, Cadmium. Cadmium. See, I need to work on that. Cadmium <laughs> and mercury should be captured and recycled to reduce the chance of these toxic materials to be re released, of course, in the environment and to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions resulting from the manufacturing of these materials. Whereas Broward County recognizes the importance of protecting and preserving the natural resources by adopting conscientious living habits that will improve our daily lives and bring about a cleaner, safer, and healthier environment as Broward County has undertaken many positive and successful waste reduction programs that have helped make Broward County one of Florida's recycling leaders. However, we can further capture unwanted electronic waste called e-waste and recycle them with more electronics. Although there has been a significant increase in the amount of recycling in Broward County, we must continue to expand our electronic waste initiatives such as electronic waste reduction, electronic waste collection events, electronic waste and educational materials for our community, the reuse of electronic products and materials and purchasing recycled, refurbished, and post-consumer electronic products and packaging. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Whereas by encouraging businesses, local agencies, nonprofit organizations, schools, and individuals who celebrate Broward County's e-waste day, we can further promote electronic recycling as an environmentally efficient and economically smart way of life. Whereas local community leaders can help encourage recycling by informing citizens about the importance of buying refurbished or repurposed electronic products, they can also help foster greater awareness of the need to expand collection programs and recycling goods and materials by promoting the benefit of recycling investments for businesses in the right commissioner firm. Whereas it's important that all Broward County residents become involved in e-waste day, recycling activities, and learn more about many recycling products and packaging available to them as consumers, 
It's also fitting for Broward County to celebrate National E-Waste Day to help ensure a safe and healthy environment and an improved quality of life to present in future generations. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby designates Saturday, October the 14th, 2023, is Electronic Waste Day, or known as E-Day, here in Broward County. I am so proud to have you here on it and for you to be able to take this on at such an early age and hope that you can expand. I know you across the state, you've had multiple proclamations given to you. This one's special because you're from Broward County. So we want to honor you for this and thank you again for all you're doing. So I present you with the proclamation. Thank you so much to all of the City Commission of Broward County for having me here today. It really does mean a lot that I get to raise awareness in this way about the issue of electronic waste because although not many people know about it, it's still a very real issue and it still makes a big impact. So thank you. Very good. Let's take a picture, everybody. I do, I do too now. You That's do. my new thing it's now. A new thing. Yeah. Oh, no. This is my problem. <laughs> yeah. Our problem. Yeah. Okay, right here first. One, two, three. Awesome. Congratulations. Love it. Thank you. Super. Super. I just noticed, you, uh, obviously you're here in your scouting attire. Um, I think scouting is a wonderful thing. Both of my sons are Eagle Scouts. And uh, you know, my wife's license plate is a scouting one, which says scouting teaches values, which as you know, is what you're doing right now, showing the values that scouting teaches. So I just wanted to congratulate you on that and give a quick word for scouting. Thank you. Commissioner Furr? Just real quick, I, I love what you're doing. That's great. And I know we're trying to put together an entire educational program on recycling for the entire county and would love for you to be a part of it. The, uh, we, we have a youth summit for uh, on the environment. I don't know if you're a part of it yet, but it's such a, that what you're doing is such an in, uh, important part. So we'd love to include you if, if that's possible. I'd love to be a part of it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we'll make sure that uh, my staff gets the yeah, information if we can get the on contact. that. Yeah. Commissioner Furr, if you would. Thank you. And congratulations. Could I ask that the Vice Mayor Nan Rich come forward with a proclamation on Lighthouse of Broward's 50th anniversary. This is a special privilege for me uh, to present this proclamation today to my friend, uh, Ellie Drotzer, who is the CEO of Lighthouse for the, of, of Broward. Uh, and they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. You know, we have a lot of nonprofits and human service organizations in our community. We're very fortunate to have that, but uh, this is a very special one. They provide a, a very special service. They're really a preeminent, preeminent resource for the community. So 
uh, we're happy to have them here today. Whereas the Lighthouse of Broward is the preeminent resource for Broward County residents who are blind or visually impaired. And whereas the Lighthouse of Broward provides rehabilitation and educational services, life skills, training, and employment opportunities to empower individuals who are blind or visually impaired to live self-sufficient, healthy, employed, and fulfilling lives with dignity in Broward County. And whereas the Lighthouse of Broward services enable those who are blind or visually impaired to travel safely in various environments, use magnifiers and low vision devices to read and write, prepare meals safely, improve employability with on-the-job training and job readiness classes, and utilize smartphone technology. And whereas the Lighthouse of Broward provides services at no cost to Broward County residents, and whereas Lighthouse of Broward currently serves 2,600 people who are blind or visually impaired. And whereas the need, in, the, the need is great as Broward County is home to more than 140,000 people who are blind or visually impaired. And whereas the Lighthouse of Broward celebrates its 50th anniversary this year, having served more than 132,000 individuals who are blind or visually impaired of all ages since its inception, and whereas this year's annual Dining in the Dark Gala celebrates the Lighthouse of Broward's 50th anniversary, highlighting the transformative work of this nonprofit organization, now they are be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates November 2023 as Lighthouse of Broward Month in Broward County, Florida, in recognition of its 50th anniversary. Thank you, Commissioner Rich. Um, I appreciate everybody. Um, I appreciate the entire commission for all of the work that you do and all of the support that you give us and have given us for half a century. We look forward to the next 50 years. We've recently acquired a building that's twice the size so we can double the number of clients that we serve. And we look forward to you all coming to our grand opening and sharing in this excitement. Thank you so much for this recognition. Okay, in our last proclamation is going to be given by our own Commissioner Michael Udine, uh, representing and recognizing Healing Kids Hearts. Commissioner Udine, you have the podium. Can I, can I ask uh, Adriana Hansen, Mark Hansen, and I guess Jane Hansen. All the Hansen How about the Hansen family? The Hansen family, come on that, down. Huh? 
All right. It is my honor to present this proclamation to Healing Kids heart, Hearts, uh, who has impacted hundreds of lives through programs and initiatives that help children overcome past trauma. Healing Kids Hearts contributes to a child's healthy mental health by providing tools, resources, and support necessary to develop emotional resilience and build a brighter future. Whereas Healing Kids Hearts uses equine therapy programs and equine-assisted psychotherapy that allows children to interact with horses to increase self-awareness, improve communication skills, and assist in trust development and positive relationships with others. Whereas in, in partnership with foster care programs, Healing Kids Hearts provides younger children with books, stuffed ponies, and anything to bring them comfort and to help them better express their feelings of loss, grief, and confusion. Whereas Healing Kids Hearts is a nonprofit organization that works with foster care agencies to assist children in developing effective coping mechanisms to manage their emotions and help them find a sense of peace and stability in their everyday lives. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby proclaims today, Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, as Healing Kids Hearts Day in Broward County. That means you can do whatever you want in Broward County today. It's your day. And it's signed by Mayor Lamar Fisher, and it's my honor to present this to you uh, and do a group photo and thank you for the work that you do on behalf of the children of Broward County. Thank you. Anyone want to say a few words yeah. from the Hanson family? So I want to thank everybody here. I want to thank all the commissioners, especially you. Thank you so much. This means this means a lot to me because I'm also adopted and I found a lot of peace in horses and I found that horses has helped a lot of other children and that's it. Awesome job. She was very nervous to speak. She was going to go, but we got it done. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Let's very good. Please come take a photo. Thank you to everybody for the proclamations this morning. We are now going to move forward with our Tuesday morning memo. Who was our reading clerk today is Ms. Jessica Fanner. Would join us today. Ms. Fanner, thank you for joining us. If you'll read the Tuesday morning memo. Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 41. Public hearing items are 42 to 43. Regular items are 44 through 50. I request the following withdrawals and Scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals, deferral, substitutions, none. Scrivener errors, none. Additional information, item number seven. The board's consideration of this item is based on the replacement exhibit one distributed as additional material. 
Item number 22, signature pages have been received. The board's consideration of this item is based on the revised motion statement distributed as additional material. Item number 41, the board's consideration of this item is based on the revised amount of $5,744.19 described in the travel memorandum distributed as additional material. Item number 48, signature pages have been received. Mayor requests without objection. Items 41, 48, and 50 be moved to consent. Additional material, regular meeting, items 1A through 1D, board appointments. Item number seven, replacement, exhibit number one, submitted by Public Works Department. Item 22, amended motion statement submitted by Human Resources Department. Item 41, travel outside the United States, cost breakdown revised, submitted by Commissioner Beanfer. Additional material, public hearing, none. Very good, thank you so much. All righty, we are now under a consent agenda. I'm going to ask for any polls, starting, of course, with Vice Mayor Rich. Yes, item 48, please. Four. 48, very good. Uh, Commissioner Bogan. Uh, after speaking to admin, I got my answers, so I'm going to not pull, but withdraw number 49. And just to comment, um, you know, I, I appreciate uh, you see Chris Nelson, appreciate his comments on that similar item at the last meeting, but I'm going to withdraw it. Otherwise, no polls, right? Otherwise, no other polls, correct? I have no other polls. Very good. Commissioner Dean? Uh, item 21, just for a quick question. Very good. Senator Geller? None, sir. Commissioner Furr? Five and seven for, five and seven for a quick comment. Five and seven for a quick one. Commissioner Ryan's not here yet. Commissioner McKenzie? No, sir. Commissioner Rogers? Very good. Ms. Sapiro? None, sir. Okay. Mr. Myers? Very good. Mr. Melton? Thank you so much. And the public? Yeah. Numbers 14, 37, 41, and 48 and 50 have uh, public speakers signed up, so cannot be moved to consent. Yeah, repeat it one more time if you would. 14, mm -hmm. 37, mm -hmm. 41, and 48 and 50. 48 and 50. Very good. Mr. Myers, would you read the consent agenda for approval? Thank you, Mayor. Today's consent agenda consists of items 1 through 41, uh, minus the following items. Uh, items 5, 7, 14, 21, 37, and 41, and then added to the consent agenda is item 44. Is there a motion? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I Vice did. Mayor, what'd you say? You have Sorry. a question, Vice Mayor? Just about there. There were others. I mean, there was forty-eight and fifty. I think. Yeah. Forty. 40 so let me. So forty-eight and fifty. I just didn't read as being added to consent, but uh, right because they were they were moved. They were the moved from consent. Therefore, okay. so Senator Geller makes a motion to approve the consent agenda as submitted. Mayor, may I just confirm? Uh, Renee didn't hear me read twenty-one as being outside of consent. I thought I had, but if I hadn't, twenty-one has been pulled. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Okay, Senator Geller, okay. you make that motion. Very good. Second. Second by Commissioner Bogan. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Thank you so much. We'll begin with item number, I believe, number five. Okay. Read into the record, if you would, Ms. Fanner. And by, uh, just real quickly, those who might have signed up for item 49, um, there'll be no public input because the item's been pulled. So if you're waiting for that one, you can go ahead and leave. If not, you can stay for the meeting. but. There'll be no discussion on 49 since it was pulled. Thank you. Item five, Ms. Fanner. Thanks. Uh, We're going to read it first in the record. Okay. Okay. 
Item number five, motion eight, is a motion to approve locally funded agreement between Broward County and the Florida Department of Transportation for construction of fiber optic infrastructure, infrastructure and an adaptive traffic control system at an estimated cost of $2,283,631 to the county. Motion B is a motion to approve three-party escrow agreement between Broward County, the Florida Department of Transportation, and the State of Florida, Department of Financial Services, Division of Treasury, providing for the county to deposit the total estimated cost of $2,283,631 into an escrow account to fund construction of fiber optic infrastructure and an adaptive traffic control system. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. I really just like to call attention to these things because this is when we, when we passed the transportation surtax, these to me were the, the things that the public were very interested in. They wanted to see um, the fiber optics go all the way through the county. Yes. More important, they wanted to see the adaptive signaling. And for those who aren't quite aware of what that is, normally they've just been on a timer, but this allows the flexibility and takes in some of the artificial, using artificial intelligence, taking into context what's hap actually happening. Nobody likes, likes to sit at red light when there's no traffic anywhere around. This is a, this is a kind of adaptive signaling that can start to take into that, into that into consideration and move things along. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what, when we passed that and when the public passed that uh, five years ago, we had talked about this, and now it's starting to come into, uh, into fruition. So I just like to bring it, bring it to everybody's attention and can't wait to see it happening throughout the entire county. Very good. You want to move the item? Motion to approve. So moved by Commissioner Hurst, second by Commissioner McKenzie. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Thank you. Item 7. Item 7 is a motion to approve First Amendment to agreement with H&H Liquid Sludge Disposal, Inc. for sludge hauling services to include additional disposal locations for county's biosolids and amend rates for hauling biosolids to such additional disposal locations, increasing the maximum not to exceed amount by $20,160,000 for a new maximum not to exceed amount $46,832,500. Just for the record, of course, additional material will replace Exhibit 1 on that. Commissioner Furr? Thank you. I bring this up because this should be a red flag for all of us. What you're seeing is a fairly large increase in the cost of taking biosolids away from this county and having to take it to counties north and beyond. Um, it's, got, it's going to get more and more and more expensive. And I know um, Alan Garcia has been working on a white paper, I think, with 12 other um, cities cities um, to figure out the best way of dealing with this um, and we were just having a recycling conference where this came up and we were we were talking we were there with the seven counties up mm -hmm. and down the coast that are really not that happy with getting all our biosolids which I understand there are some technological breakthroughs I think coming up and I ho I'm hoping um, Alan can start to I know you're white you're working on the white paper um, I, I think the sooner the better that we get a chance to see that. I'd like to see it and see where it's heading. But there's some, we have some options coming up that I think we're going to want to take a look at. Um, and be, and frankly, doing it, doing it in a totally different way. Um, to, to do it, one, so that it's better uh, environmentally, as well as, I don't know if it's going to be economically cheaper, but it'll be, uh, it'll be the right thing to do. So I just wanted to bring it up, and I think we should kind of keep our eyes on this. 
um, and ears and everything. So motion to approve. Very good. Moved by Commissioner Rush, second by Commissioner Rogers. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. Very good. We are now under item number 14. Item 14, mo item 14, motion A is a motion to ratify Animal Care Division's application for a grant from Petco Love dated August 30th, 2022 for the 2022 Animal Welfare Organization cycle and accept the grant awarded in the amount of $20,000, which must be used by the Animal Care Division for any life-saving purpose. Motion B is a motion to adopt budget resolution within the Animal Care Adoption Trust Fund in the amount of $20,000 from Petco Love grant for the purpose of allocating funds in preparation for fiscal year 2023 closed out and one speaker one public speaker signed up to speak on this item and that's Chris Nelson yes mr. Nelson would you come forward okay very good he says pass you need to first discuss him the commission level very good is there a motion move, move, it. move it by Commissioner Bogan second by Commissioner Dean all in favor say aye Aye. opposed motion carries eight zero very good item 30 excuse me 21 item 21 Item 21 is a motion to approve travel outside the continental United States for one of for one county employee from the Resilient Environment Department. Very good. This item was pulled by Commissioner Udeen. So I pulled this item and I just thought that it would be it should be worthy of a little bit of a discussion on this one. Um, this is travel to the Middle East by an employee within the organization. And I just want to make sure that county administration, I mean, when I got my agenda review and I started researching a little of this, I, I, the, the State Department just went to a level two travel advisory uh, worldwide. I just, I'm not so sure that we shouldn't, if this gets voted on today, that's fine, but a lot can happen between now and the first week in November. So I think that I just felt a little bit uncomfortable because this was an employee who is under me on the organizational chart when I look at the organizational chart of Broward County. Um, I get it, I, I realize the importance of the conference, but I wouldn't let one of my family members travel to the Middle East right now. I just wanna make sure that county administration, um, and I know that they do, but I, they should really go on the record. A, you're recommending this, and B, you have some policy in place that if the employee, for whatever reason, even if they don't need to go through you, if they don't want to go, if there's any kind of, I don't want there to be any problem with their, you know, whatever. So I just thought it's important that we that we have some kind of discussion on this, and I'll, I'll turn it to the county administrator. I'll let Mr. Pierre first. Mr. Pierre, go first, then we'll ask for the commission discussion. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Commissioner. And, and yes, wanted to um, make sure that the commission is aware that I've had conversations, um, the travel is for uh, Dr. Harado. <laughs> Um, to accompany um, Commissioner Furr uh, on this uh, very important conference, United Nations Climate Change Conference, um, and the Conference of Parties, as it's referred to, the COP um, um, International Conference. I have spoken to her about uh, her comfort level. I told her under no circumstances is she required to go. If she has any reservations whatsoever, um, that uh, she certainly does not have to go. She assured me, we actually spoke again this morning, um, and assured me that she has no reservations and is comfortable going. Um, I did commit to her and to you um, prior to this meeting that we will continue to monitor um, uh, the events of international events. And if there's any change that I feel, um, you know, warrant any pulling back of this trip uh, for her travel, it will be done so immediately. 
It's a good point, Commissioner, and Dr. Waters always just shaking her head yes, too. So we obviously want to make sure you're protected. Uh, Commissioner Furr? Thank you. And I mm -hmm. was supposed to be in the Netherlands now, mm -hmm. but our, the trip that I was taking <clears throat> did get postponed because of the State Department warning. Um, so with that, I think what we will be doing is monitoring this the way it should be monitored. And I think your uh, concerns are, are justified on that. To at least to be at least to be putting it into, you know, keeping it, keep it in context. Is there any further commission discussion on this item? Is there a motion? Yes. One more. Yeah, I'm discussion. sorry, Senator Geller. Yeah. Um, I have the greatest respect for Dr. Harado, and I'd like to thank Commissioner Udine for bringing this item up, uh, and for Commissioner Fur. But sometimes dedication to a cause or your job can lead people to take foolhardy risks. And I don't want to run any risks with the lives of either Dr. Harado or Commissioner Fur. So I would ask the county administrator, um, while you would certainly consider their opinion, if things are the way that they are now or worse, I would ask you not to just, you know, take her, their heartfelt desire to go and attend this important conference because there is a difference between courage and being foolhardy. And I wouldn't travel to, to the UAE right now. And I, it, as a particular, as a Jewish American, but as an American at all, I would not travel there right now, and I don't want their dedication of either Commissioner Fur or Dr. Harado to their job and to this important cause to override rational fears. So uh, I understand we will take their issues into account, but I'm not sure that's enough. So I would ask you to behave accordingly. <laughs> Very good. Commissioner Bogan? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in sync with what you're saying, but I, we care about Dr. Rado. The heck with Commissioner Furr. He should go. <laughs> All right, let Commissioner Furr go no matter what, but we should care about Dr. Rado. Thank you. Okay, Vice Mayor? Do you have a... Okay. Did you want to speak? Well, I was just going to... Commissioner Udine? So, uh, while we care about... I, I care about Commissioner Furr. He's on the same level of, uh, of me on the org chart that I'm there. I, I, I wouldn't go if I was him, but that's just me. But, but he can do what he wants to do. I'm only talking about somebody that's on a lower level of me on, the, on an org chart. That's all. I, but I love Beam, too. But, yeah, I mean, don't blush. Uh, all righty. Vice Mayor's going to make a motion. Go ahead, Vice Mayor. She, she moves the item. Is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner Bogan. Any for discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. You opposed? We've got uh, eight. Public comment was not signed up on this particular item, sir. Uh, item 21, I do not see anything signed up on item 21. He signed up to speak on 41, which is the item for Commissioner Furs. Yes, yeah, item 41 you spoke, Mr. Nelson, you signed up for, not 21. So all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Opposed? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Passes seven to two. Okay. 
Moving on to item number 37. Item 37, motion A is a motion to approve cultural and artistic facilities capital support grant award in the amount of $500,000 to the Pompano Beach Community Redevelopment Agency for the construction of a new arts education classroom building in conjunction with the city of Pompano Beach's McNabb House and Botanical Gardens project. Motion B is a motion to approve cultural and artistic facilities capital support grant award in the amount of $458,762 to the Stranahan House Inc. to construct a new welcome center, education center, and an event pavilion. One public speaker has signed up to speak on this item, and that's Chris Nelson. Yes, Mr. Nelson, as he comes forward, and I spoke to him uh, briefly before the meeting started, because Mr. Nelson, Mr. Nelson actually signed up for more than three items. So there is a rule, 18.6.a.3.c, in parentheses. Mr. Nelson, if I can get all that right, right? Uh, since you have signed up to speak on more than three items, by rule, I'm going to give you a total of 10 minutes to address all the items which you have signed up to speak for, which happens 37, 41, 48, and 50, and ask that the clock please be set for 10 minutes. You're good, Mr. Oh, Nelson? Oh, yeah, you can call this the Nelson rule, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, be, only, I'll be only speaking on this for like two minutes. At your, at your commute, sir. One or sir. two minutes, but you so 10 it. minutes total for all the items, right? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Okay, got it. Uh -huh. Okay, um, hi, Chris Nelson, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I would like to speak uh, in favor of this money going to the Stranahan House. Uh, for this welcome center. Uh, a lot of people in the uh, Downtown Civic Association, which I'm part of, are uh, very happy about this. Mr. Nelson, uh, Mr. Nelson, just to let you know, this is the McNabb House in Pompano, not the Stranahan House. Oh, this isn't for the, oh, okay. I, there was one for the Stranahan House, correct? Yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. But that okay, was, that's the one I want to speak first. on. Okay, that's fine. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, I want to speak uh, for the Stranahan House. I'm sure the McNabb House is good too, but uh, this, <laughs> this Stranahan is where I live. And uh, the Fort Lauderdale Civic Association is uh, very happy to, uh, to see this happen. Um, the Stranahans have a great history in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, one of the things that uh, Ivy Stranahan did was uh, she actually taught um, a lot of, uh, she turned her attention to the Seminole children offering informal lessons at the trading post that respected the tribe's traditions. And uh, her and her husband, they built that house it has great history, very glad it's being preserved, and I uh, just want to say very glad that the Welcome Center is being voted on today, and uh, I would like to see that uh, voted yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Any further comment on the items you pulled, sir? Any other comments on the other items you pulled? Oh, all of them at once? Yes, sir. You have 10 minutes for all of your items. Okay, yes, sir. You can come back to the podium. No, sir, we're going to give you 10 minutes to speak because you pulled more than three. Mr. Nelson. So I read the rule. Okay. What, more and than so three? You can, Wait, so I have to do them all now. I can't. Yes, uh, yes sir. The Nelson rule. Uh, come on, Commissioner McKenzie. All I read, right. The, Let's so, go then. So you still have 41, 48, and 50 if you'd like to speak on those. Did you oh. stop the clock? Yeah. Okay, very good. So he still has his time remaining. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, Commissioner Fur's trip to the United Arab Emirates. Okay, so uh, this trip is in addition also to the uh, trip to the Netherlands. Okay, so we're back here again and we're talking about uh, trips overseas. Uh, this is going to be airfare six, 1,632, so I guess he's flying first class. And since I, uh, well, maybe, all right, maybe not. I don't fly to the United Arab Emirates very much, but I looked at what this, uh, what this impact would be on uh, the environment, and uh, we are talking a trip from here to uh, the United Arab Emirates 
is 3.35 metric tons of CO2 that's going to go into the environment. And I would think that, uh, you know, we heard that Zoom calls uh, worked great. So why don't we go ahead and do a Zoom call and lead by example since we're trying to fight climate change and not do this. Also, I'm wondering if the commissioners are going to be uh, riding bikes to work and uh, doing things like maybe washing the, their laundry in the uh, intercoastal waterway in order to not um, not cause uh, uh, problems with climate change. But uh, I do want to talk, and this goes on uh, to um, the other item uh, on this matter about climate change, uh, where we're going to, oh, geez, I 48 and 50. 48 and 50, you, you, okay. Yes, sir. So with climate change, we see fear tactics uh, used um, to try to control the population and uh, based on an ideological agenda, okay? And that's the concern I have. I'm not saying that climate change is not real, even though you go to Plymouth Rock and it's in the exact same, there's no, it's exactly the same as it was when it was there in 1600. You don't see the sea levels going up. You see a picture of the sea levels from 100 years ago. It's the same as today. If you guys all remember, Al Gore said that humanity had 10 years left to live. Um, and we would see certain destruction by 2016. Well, we're all still here. Uh, in 1982, a UN official, Mustafis Talba, warned that by the turn of the century, we would witness an environmental catastrophe um, as a nu any nuclear holocaust, he said, quote. Uh, well, that didn't happen. In 1989, the AP relayed a, a, um, a, a, a quote from the UN saying, entire nations would be wiped off the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by 2000. Well, that didn't happen. When I was a kid, we were told about acid rain, the hole in the ozone layer. Whatever happened to that? Did it fix itself? Like, I remember the hole in the ozone layer? Um, we also, this guy also said that there'd be, that shifting climate patterns would bring us back to the 1930s Dust Bowl conditions. Instead, the U.S. Um, and global farm production rose, and more than one billion people worldwide came out of extreme poverty uh, due to the economic growth. We can't allow this religion, which climate change has become a religion, uh, we can't allow it to trump critical thinking and overtake sound policy making. Uh, nature and civilization can coexist. Um, the weather, and actually the wealthier a society becomes, the more it elevates high environmental standards and uh, the protection of natural beauty. Um, as America's economy has grown, uh, we've reduced our uh, concentration of pollutants over 77% while increasing energy production 44% and economic growth by 350%. The shale revolution and expansion of natural gas has allowed America to reduce emissions by more than any other country over the last 12 years while adding 1.5 million jobs to um, America's manufacturing sector. So I'm wondering in this packet, uh, this global climate leadership packet that you're uh, putting forth, where is the um, section on natural gas? Because I will say that maybe climate change is real, okay? I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna stand here and say it's a hoax or anything. I'll say maybe it's real. But if we protect the environment, the best way to do it is exporting natural gas around the whole world to impoverished countries so they can have the clean air quality 
uh, that we do here in America. So um, that should definitely be part of any environmental package. Um, okay, so the next item that I was going to speak on was going to be, okay, it, it had to do with Israel, and it was item... 49, which has been pulled. Item 49 was pulled, but there was also another item that's not on you here. If you, 40, could, you had 48 and 50, I believe, left. Okay, we had 48. Um, this settlement between Broward County and the American Jewish Committee. Um, first, I would like to read... Um, I would like to read from the Torah in Numbers 24-9. The nation is like a mighty lion. When it is sleeping, no one dares wake it. Whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, and whoever curses Israel will be cursed. I am very disturbed at seeing certain efforts to try to turn Christians against Jews. Uh, lies, about the, um, lies about Israel bombing a hospital. Israel did not bomb a hospital. That was a misfired Hamas rocket. The United States government has confirmed that, but people continue to spread this lie, and I believe this is a lie to try to turn Christians against Jews. And this is a time when Christians need to come together and stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters more than ever and not buy into these lies. Now, I'm gonna talk to you guys about something a little uncomfortable here, okay? Because we have seen these Pro-Hamas demonstrations is what they are, okay? Nobody from the BLM community, I have not seen anybody from the Muslim community, maybe I'm wrong in Broward, but standing up and saying that that terrorist attack against Israel was wrong. You can have uh, disagreements about land, even though that is the promised land promised to the Jews by God. You can have disagreements about that, but not condemning a terrorist attack where a bunch of guys came in on paragliders and mowed down uh, 1,300 and killed 1,300 innocent Jewish people. And I have not seen anywhere where any of these groups are condemning that attack. As a matter of fact, Black Lives Matter, we heard them last time in here, uh, their Chicago chapter put up a, um, an image of a person in a paraglider celebrating the attack. Okay, now um, I would be for spending this money on the anti-Semitism training, but it can't just focus on white supremacy and Nazis. As bad as they are, this was not Nazis and white supremacists that went in and did this. This was, uh, these were people that did this um, of the Muslim faith that went in and, and did this and, uh, and also BLM celebrated this. I think this commission should make a strong statement on this. It's going to be hard um, because, it's because of the politics of it. But right now, you have a member of Black Lives Matter, Broward Alliance, sitting on your racial equity task force. Uh, before you do any of this, before you spend taxpayer money, I would revoke BLM's spot on that racial equity task force uh, because of their support uh, for Hamas and, wh and what they said last time they were in there. Some of this stuff is politically sensitive, I understand, but taking a stand for what is right, it's never easy, guys. It always comes with kickbacks, political um, issues, but in the end, you know you can look yourself in the mirror at night and know you stood for what's right. God bless America, and God bless the state of Israel. Thank you, Mr. Nelson.
Okay, again, 37, 41, 48, and 50 were pulled from the public, which I believe is only Mr. Nelson has, has signed up for that. So we're going to read 37, 41, and 50. We're going to continue on. We have 37 we've read already. Would you read 41 and 50? And we're going to vote on all three of those at one time, okay? Item 41 is the motion to approve international travel by a county commissioner to Dubai, UAE, to attend and participate in the United Nations Climate Change Conference. Okay. Mr. Mr. Myers has informed me we can do that, correct? I just want to make sure we can vote on all three together. A absolutely, yes. That's right. I checked one before we did it, yes. Senator. Continue on. Item 48 is a motion to approve sponsorship. No, not 48 yet. We're not going to do 48. We're going to do 37, 41, and 50. Okay. You've read 37. You have 41. Just read 50 now. 50 is a motion to approve 2021 Global Climate Leadership Memorandum of understanding as a sub-national sub participant, having Broward County acknowledge, affirm support for, and participate in activities to respond to climate change. Thank you. So unless anybody had discussions on 37, 41, and 50, we'll take a motion to approve all of them. Is there a motion? Move it. Second, move it by Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner Furby. He wants to speak on the item. Just real quick, mm -hmm. just to set the record straight a little yes, bit. Yes, sir, I figured you would. Yeah, thank you. Um, the conference, the COP28 that's in, in Dubai, um, I think it's important that we're there. And mainly because Broward County has been a leader in, in the country with the compact that we have, that we've created, with a lot of the, the mapping, the future conditions map. We've been doing things that nobody else has done. So we have a lot to offer. This is not just a Broward <laughs> County issue. It's not a state of Florida issue. It's a world issue. Mm -hmm. it, you know, so we all, We've all been affected by it. In fact, there was like a poll that came out the other day. I think it was like two years ago, people felt like they hadn't been affected by climate change. It just came out and it was like 90% of the people feel like, yeah, they've been affected by it now. They understand it a little bit more better. I think either through heat, through rain intensification, through sea level rise, whatever, lots, of, lots more people have been affected by it. So this conference brings together all of those um, different people that, to convene on this. To actually learn from each other and to, to you know, offer what we what we uh, can, and the and this is the first year, and it's been going on for it's 28 for a reason. That's the 28 years. This is the first year where they're, where they're actually asking local governments, mm. first nice. time. So the, so it is it makes sense for us to be there. Being part of under two, which means under two degrees for those who don't know. There's a, um, they are going to be <coughs> convening all local governments to talk about climate financing. In other words, how, how can governments like ourselves, how can we afford these things? Mm -hmm. Or where can that kind of financing come from? Mm -hmm. Or is there, are there ways of doing that? Um, how to fast track local energy transitions, <coughs> um, strengthening local resilience and adaption, and integrating local action into national and international climate policy and goals. Those are big things. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I think our department uh, has been, like I said, one of the best in the United States. And it deserves to be there. And it deserves to be networking and learning, not only like offering what we have, but also learning from it. Mm -hmm. And those, those contacts, I think, will pay dividends for this county for years and years to come. So I just wanted to say that before, you know. Thank, I, you. I mean, Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. you so much. Yes, Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, no one thinks that uh, you're going to the UAE for vacation. And right. I think it's a good investment for the county and for our tax dollars because of the costs, what we may need to invest in our infrastructure. 
So I think it's a, a good investment. And I think the, the, what is it, the airtime to UAE is 12 or 14 hours? Yeah. You went there. What was it 12, 14 hours? And I'm saying this seriously. I, I hope that you're going uh, at least business class. Otherwise, it's, it really is, is a... We're going as cheap as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're making... <laughs> it's really uncomfortable for sitting in. Yeah. All right. Any further discussion? Senator Geller? Uh, I was a little confused uh, when uh, Commissioner Furr, I thought you said it was Dubai, not UAE, unless we're talking about separate conferences. Same Okay, that, that explains, okay. I would, I'm not gonna vote against this one like I voted against the other because, but since I can't speak with you off the dais, right. I am, I wouldn't go if I were you. Um, if you wanna go, I think it's a very important conference. I would normally not raise any objections if things weren't going on like they are now, and I'm just, cautioning you, and, and uh, I'll and vote for it, but I would think about it very seriously. And, and I appreciate that, and we will be. You know. he, he, That's he, why I'm not in the Netherlands right he, now. He appreciates the love and respect, for sure. I do appreciate the love. Okay, any further discussion on this item? It's been moved and second. Already items 37, 41, and 50 will be voted as a whole. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you for that. Place is now on 48. Honor. Item 48 is a motion to approve a sponsorship agreement between Broward County and the American Jewish Committee in a total amount $250,000 to sponsor community education, anti-Semitism training, and a public awareness campaign. This, well, thank you so much. This was pulled by Vice Mayor Rich. Yeah, right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, well, I pulled this because, uh, first of all, we have a distinguished guest with us today who would like to speak about this, and I had uh, urged that she do come. Uh, we, um, uh, Wendy Lipsitz, as many of you know, was uh, chief of staff here for Congressman uh, Ted Deutsch. Mm -hmm. She is now head of special <clears throat> projects for the American Jewish Committee, of which uh, Congressman Deutsch is now the uh, CEO of the entire uh, operation of American Jewish Committee throughout the world. <clears throat> and um, I was excited when she called me about the idea of doing this project because they had been uh, invited to the White House uh, to, um, to talk about how to, uh, how, how to implement the White House U.S. national strategy to counter anti-Semitism and to raise awareness about the impacts of it uh, uh, globally and, and in communities around our country. And they, um, the fact that they come from here, both Congressman Deutsch and and, and Wendy uh, wanted to propose that we become a model to do this kind of a project. And I wanna thank our administration, um, uh, particularly uh, Monica and Kim, for working uh, with Wendy, Wendy to um, develop the proposal uh, and offer the support of our county. For instance, as an example, all of our libraries, that the trainings would be done in our, in our libraries. Um, it's, it's a program that is going to provide educational initiatives, um, community education, just, um, just a, a host of opportunities to, to learn for, for all people in our community, uh, anti-Semitism training, public awareness campaign. And I want to say that even though it says anti-Semitism, um, this deals with all hate. And it's important that everybody understand that 
that it doesn't focus just on that, uh, but that's what the organization is, uh, is and, the, and, the, and the White House has developed this, uh, or wants to develop this national strategy. But I just want to assure everybody that this has to do with all discrimination and all hate in our community. And the reason that we, we're, I'm so delighted to have her here today to speak just a, a, a little bit about it, um, uh, is because of the fact that we have such a diverse community and we do respect each other here and we work together here and we're a perfect community to be the model for this. So I'd like to ask Wendy to... Uh, Wendy, you can come forward if you want to. We're still going to call him Congressman, by the way. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I never turn away from a microphone. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for allowing me this opportunity. I will keep it very brief. It's great to see everyone. And I honestly couldn't have said it better than Nan. Um, we were really excited about using Broward County, our wonderful county down here, which is so ahead of most counties all over the country, as a model for what we are trying to do. So, um, for example, I brought some material. This is like a prototype that we're going to be using. It's called Translate Hate Glossary. I will leave it with all of you that you can scan. And it talks about what we will do to combat anti-Semitism and hate. So it is a universal um, strategy that we're using all across the country and globally as well. We have 26 offices in the US, 13 overseas, one in Abu Dhabi, by the way. So. We should talk and help in any way we possibly can. So if anyone has any questions, I'm here. If not, I want to be very respectful of all of your time. Wendy, and thank th you, Monica, so much for, for you and your staff has, have been incredible working with us to get us where we are today. So well, thank you for bringing it to our attention. And we're honored to be the model for that. So we want to thank you for that, too. Commissioner Dean, followed by Commissioner Bogan. Thank you, Wendy. And I'm supportive of this. I'm going to vote in favor of this. But I, I do want to say that this is a pro program that I want, I'm going to be watching because I know it's a pilot that's coming out here. Mm -hmm. And I agree with what Senator Rich said and what you followed on with. This, this commission has adopted the international Holocaust definition of anti-Semitism. And there's a lot more that goes with this than just, you know, white supremacy type of hate, which is one thing. But we have a very diverse community and the idea of some of the anti-Zionism that we're seeing that in my mind is strict anti-Semitism. I'm hoping that we're gonna see, you know, a full plethora of hate all the way around, be it white supremacy, Islamophobia, you know, anti-Zionism and the substitute, just like the speaker said, for what we're seeing within our own community. So I will support it, but it's something I'm gonna be watching for this first year to make sure that it's a program that is something that we wanna do again in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Bogan? Yeah, I also agree with Commissioner Rich and Commissioner Udine and, uh, and what's going on in the world today. I think this program is needed more now than ever. But uh, I'm going to be uh, supporting this and appreciate you developing it. Thank you. Any further commission discussion? Your microphone's on. You good, Senator? Okay. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? I'll move the item. I'm sorry. I, oh, I thought, oh, I thought I we moved it. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we'd already moved it. Moved yeah, by. I thought he moved it. The vice mayor did move the item, yeah. and, and it was seconded by Commissioner Bogan. But that's okay. <laughs> All in favor, say aye. Opposed. Motion carries nine zero. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Wendy. Thank you Tell so the congressman much. we so appreciate him. Okay. He is very grateful. I'm sure you'll be hearing from all of them. I'm going to leave these with you, and I'll leave a whole box with the county. Very good. Thank you. Okay, that concludes our consent agenda. We are now under our public hearings, item 42 and 43. 42, Ms. Fanner. 
The public hearing on item 42 is now open. Item 42 is a motion to adopt resolution approving and adopting the Broward County 2023 to 2026 Title VI program plan. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. All right, public portion closed. Any commission discussion on this item? Is there a motion? Second. Senator Geller moves it. Second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 43. The public hearing on item 43 is now open. Our final public hearing item is item 43, which is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to filming on specified property, amending section 20-261 of the County Code of Ordinances relating to film permits. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Okay, public portion closed. Any commission discussion? If not, I'm moving to Senator Geller to move this item. <laughs> Moved by Senator Garrett, second by Commissioner Rogers. He is our filming guru. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. That concludes our public hearings. Back on our regular agenda, item number 45. Item 45 is a motion to award open end contract to low bidder Orozzo Corporation for automatic door repairs and maintenance for the aviation department in the initial one year estimated amount of $344,260, which includes an allowance for miscellaneous parts and permits and the annual estimated amount of $131,000 and authorize the director of purchasing to renew the contract for four one year periods for a five year potential estimated amount of $1,721,300. Very good. This is wonderful aviation, so we have to hear. So is there a motion or is there any discussion first? Move it. Uh, moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Tim Ryan. You're going to second that item, Commissioner Ryan? Thank you, sir, because you've been so vocal today. I want to make sure you got in there. He's chewing. He's chewing. Okay. He's chewing. I was conspicuously silent. Give everybody else an opportunity, but um, you know, I want to talk. No, no, I just wanted you to second. It's all I wanted you to do, sir. Okay, that's all we want. <laughs> all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. Motion carries 9 0. We have to have a little fun every now and then, don't we, Commissioner Ryan? Let him chew. He needs to chew. Don't wake him up. <laughs> that concludes our, our agenda. We are now going to our non agenda report section. So I'm going to begin today, I think, with Commissioner Udeen. Um, I know it's been a difficult time for a lot of people within our community with everything that's been going on, uh, you know, throughout the world. And I just encourage everybody to act in a respectful way towards each other as we uh, move forward. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of twists and turns. Uh, it's hard to turn the news on uh, and watch the news, but I'm just thankful for a lot of the things that Broward County and our county administration is doing to try and lead. I know I had spoken to um, Monica when I had my agenda review and I spoke to George Tablack. I know that the, the county, we didn't need to do anything like the other counties about buying Israeli bonds because we already do that and we already had that as a policy within the county and I know that they're looking as these bonds come due to purchase those bonds uh, and to go from there. One of the things that I had asked Monica if we could do, some of the employees have asked me um, I know that we do a big push with the United Way as far as charitable contributions and when we've talked about certain things throughout the world that's happened, we've given the employees an option to designate dollars in different ways if the United Way has those programs. So I'd ask the county administrator if she could look into that with the United Way. They don't have to answer me now because I'm sure this is going to be a kind of long-term type of thing that people will want to look at. 
Um, and, and, and I thank county administration for a lot of the work that they've done. There's been a lot of dignitaries that have been in South Florida uh, from the Consul General's office throughout, and there's been a lot of events, and there's been a lot of increased security. Uh, and, and I think that it's important that we maintain a positive, uh, what's your three C's? Uh, <laughs> our three C's as we move forward uh, with the people in general in South Florida. I'll leave it to my other colleagues to discuss a lot of the events that, that, that great things that have happened with the county, because I'm sure Lamar has uh, the Cotterman Center and all that other stuff on his, and I'll leave it there, but thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Ryan, any reports? You know, we've had a number of discussions about, you know, discrimination, and I found it to be refreshing the, um, the opinion of our former colleague, um, Congressman Moskowitz, Moskowitz, with regard to, um, you know, a, a denunciation of, uh, you know, this, um, you know, this hateful uh, um, speech, and uh, especially in this context, um, when one of the most horrific uh, um, types of uh, episodes and, um, you know, a... Um, a true slaughter of innocent persons. When that comes forward, I, I think that, um, you know, you can talk about, you know, free speech and the rest of it, but I think the, uh, the voice needs to be there about how unprecedented it was and how uh, dangerous, you know, it is to, um, you know, have that type of, uh, those type of actions and not have uh, retribution not have uh, a, a firm response. So, um, you know, I was very um, encouraged by the comments of, uh, you know, Senator, excuse me, geez, I don't want to go too far ahead on him, uh, <laughs> Congressman Moskowitz uh, on this particular issue. And uh, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, may not have said anything publicly, but they were certainly, you know, gratified by you know, his, uh, his response. That's the end of it. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Bogan. Okay. Reports, okay. Commissioner McKenzie. I'll just be brief. I know you mentioned the events we went to, but the Please, wellness jamboree we attended on Saturday morning at uh, Delaware Park. I just want to thank Lillestein, Lawson, and Valerie Wahlberg uh, for their efforts putting on that event and it's the seventh year and I thought it was a real good event I swam by there later on, but you know, it was too late But uh, it's always been a good event. I just want to thank those those two uh, staffers if you will I definitely agree with that. I was gonna say the same thing So you say but thank you so much for being there Commissioner and for celebrating and the part of the wellness Commissioner bug can I come back to you now? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're good. Okay. Vice Mayor Thank you uh, Mr. Mayor, mm -hmm. um, I do want to just, I know you're going to talk about No, Nancy, please, go Nancy ahead, go ahead. But I, go I ahead. do want to say a few things. It was such an amazing event yesterday, the, the grand opening of the new Nancy J. Cotterman Center. 57 years uh, being in a really a very unfortunate facility, I would say. I can't, I, you know, it's, it was horrible. No lights, dull, you know, just, you know, old building. And you walk into this new building, and it is just magnificent. I want to thank Oakland Park uh, for 
being the, the host community, uh, it's not easy to find cities that step up to the plate for this, and uh, it was just really, it was just really wonderful. But I think what really got to me, in addition just to the, the you know, the idea that we have this incredible facility, was the light, the airiness, the building itself with windows, which they didn't have in the old building. And, and it was a welcoming place for people uh, who are going through serious trauma. So um, I just want to say I'm really proud that, you know, in this community we have this kind of facility and uh, several of us, you know, were there and did speak and, uh, and I think it was, it was a, a wonderful, just a wonderful moment for everybody. Um, I, uh, uh, and, and quite a legacy now to leave for, you know, that goes on for Nancy J. Cotterman. So I just want to mention about Israel Bonds. Um, I've been active in um, asking uh, and, and achieving, I believe, our community, uh, our county to participate. You may have read in the newspaper where the state and uh, Dade County, and um, Palm Beach County and Dade County as well, I found out subsequently, have $25 million in Israel Bonds. And so I believe that's what we're doing. We have five. More bonds have become available. I learned a lot when I spoke to Melanie, who heads up Israel Bonds here, about the access to the bonds, you know, because they don't want to go into too much debt, so they only, you know, put out so much, so, you know, so many bonds. So, but there is, uh, there is a new uh, allocation uh, to the United States and, and to Broward County, so we will be able to do that. And I want to thank our administration. Uh, uh, Monica emailed, texted me back at a point and said, when I, you know, thanked her and everything, and she said it was the right thing to do. And that was exactly right. It was the right thing to do. Um, and then I also want to mention, some of you may have met when you were, when she was here, uh, Talia Lebanon. She is the CEO of the Israel Trauma Coalition, which is an amazing organization. She was invited and paid for to come here by the Jewish Federation of Broward uh, to work on trauma care training after the Stoneman Douglas tragedy. And um, I have been in constant touch with her since, and every time I go to Israel, I see her. So uh, she is just overwhelmed, her, her, her coalition, obviously. And when you ask about what people can do for Israel, I'm going to send you all what I sent. I made this presentation to the BBHC, the Barrett Behavioral Health Coalition, last week, and they all just said, well, how can we participate? How can we donate? So I just sent them the information. She sends out a daily update of what, what is going on and what they're doing. It's just amazing the, the trauma care that's needed and the work that they're just overwhelmed. But uh, the Jewish Federation has committed a significant amount of money of what's been raised to the Israel Trauma Coalition. Uh, uh, so I'm really happy for that. So the community is really stepping up and um, just uh, you know wanted to let everybody know where the possibilities are, and I'll just send that information out to you. Thank, Thank you, you, Vice. Mr. Furr? Thank you. A um, co couple different things. First of all, the uh, Solid Waste Authority is official. Actually voted on it, ready to go. Uh, I know. <laughs> just keep it out of Coconut Creek, okay, Bean? <laughs> keep it out of Coconut Sand, Creek. there taking care of it. No problem. And, and our duty for the, is for the next year is to create a master plan. Um, so our, our next meeting is Friday. We start and we'll see how it goes. Um, but in the meantime, there's a federal grant that's available as of April 1st, mm. which I think we should be taking a look at. Um, it's, this is a 
could be hundred million dollar type of grant. And we had the, you know, it's been done through the compact a little bit, or through Miami-Dade, I think, act, acting as procurer. But we should be, um, whatever we can do to kind of position ourselves for this, we should be. And I, I say that because it may be talking about putting another burner on our current um, waste energy plant. If we're able to do that, tying in both biosolids with that or tying in the, the electrification of our uh, transportation fleet, either one could happen there. So there's some really good possibilities, but they are on the need to be on the front burner like now because that grant is due very quickly. So we're just throwing that out there. Um, no pun intended. Exactly. Um, second, I've been I, I've got um, brought up to speed a little bit on what's happening on the on some of the homeless situations, and I'm a little concerned about what's happening at the central with plumbing and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on, but maybe if you could kind of brief us at some point and let us know what's going on. Please. Second, in terms of the homeless situation in the southern part of the county, we need to get together on something because right now the cities are feeling like they're kind of on their own. They're actually putting money mm -hmm. you know, out on their own. Hollywood is, Hollandale's looking, because there's no facility in the southern part of the county right now. And that's not good. We need, to, we need to make sure that from Fort Lauderdale down, there's something, and there's not. So um, I don't know what that, what that entails. Workshop. Something. Um, but but I, and, I, and I, I understand the reasons why. I understand what happened. But it's happened, and now we have to kind of pick up the pieces. And so I, I hope we can do that soon. Um, uh, read for the record is this week, Thursday. They are shy some readers. They had, they, uh, um, I'm not sure why, but they are shy. They need a, a few schools need some readers. So all call for, for all readers. If you, you know, whatever you can do, whatever you can do to get there, uh, it'd be great. It's a wonderful opportunity to read kids. Um, and it's, it kind of, it's the, it's the school board and the Children's Services Council way of trying to hook people into helping <laughs> kids on literacy, not just for this day, Good. but for the entire year. Sure. So any, anything that can be helped there, and I think that's all I've got. Thank okay, you. Vice Mayor wanted to comment, I think, on the homeless issue real quick. Okay. Yeah, just put your microphone on, Vice. Um, I actually was going to bring it up, but I didn't because I had had a conversation with uh, Mike Kerr this morning, and um, there's been significant, I mean, I guess focus now placed on this. So. I wonder, I wonder if I could ask if we could have Mike Kerr just come and update us on, uh, on uh, it so Myers. everybody yes. can be aware. Yes, Mayor. I, I just uh, notified him. I know a call is running late, but I did speak with Mike after uh, well, last night and after your conversation with him today yeah. as well. I, I might be able to help more generally than Mike. Oh, there he is. Perfect. Okay. There he is. Okay. Sure. You have summoned Mr. Kerr. Yeah, I heard in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, good morning. So the update, I'm just give a general update. In a small yeah. fashion, yes. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> so anyways, as some of you folks know or may or may not know, this is the Central Home Assistance Center. Uh, the county terminated the contractor uh, in September. The surety came in who's been actually very responsive and receptive to getting this work done sooner than later. So they hired a 
separate contractor to oversee the construction and retained the contractor that was terminated because that would be the most expeditious way to get this facility open, at least the phase one of the facility. <clears throat> In addition, phase two, which will not be done by the terminated contractor, is uh, currently going through remediation to expedite the process because we have some unforeseen conditions having to do with the age of the building and the sewer pipes, et cetera. So that's moving along very well. And hopefully phase one is, which is restrooms and other parts of the facility. We are hoping between four and six weeks. Very good. Vice? Yeah. I, I just want to explain why, you know, why this is so distressing to me, because this has been going on for about one, a year and three months, this whole issue at the, at the hack. During that time, we've had people, we cannot fill the slots. We have 30 women living in, a, in the conference room with a bathroom because they can't get into those rooms. And we have others that have been moved up to the North Hack, which takes away space from the North Hack. And it's just incredibly frustrating to me. And I guess yesterday I just went, you know, we, we, something has to happen here. And I'm asking that, I mean, to me, I have no understanding about why the surety company or the company that they hired would rehire these people. We were out there. My, my aide, Harrison, we took pictures. We saw the horrible work that this, this, this plumbing company does. But okay, now they're back out there. And we're assured that people are going to be following them. And that I, and I want assurance that our construction management people are going to be out there and that this thing really ends in four to six weeks. We have hundreds of people that we can't put into facilities. And then we turn around and people complain about the outcomes of our shelters. Well, you know, if you can't use the rooms, uh, you know, it's a big problem. So I, I just feel like, you know, we, we just have to keep our eyes and ears on this constantly until this thing is completed. Ms. Sapiro shaking her head, absolutely. Thank you. Mr. Furrier, one more yeah, comment I, on that, too? I, I failed to mention one thing. That's okay. We, um, and I, because mainly I want to give kudos to uh, Senator Geller. We are, along with Commissioner Udine, we're part of the South Florida Regional Planning Council. And Friday was, no, Friday? Friday. Friday. Uh, we, there was a recycling conference with all seven counties up and down the coast. And it was fantastic. It was really well done. I mean, I think anybody who's been, I mean, you know that I've been, I learned a ton of stuff. And if I can say that because of the presenters being that good, um, it, was, it was just excellent. So kudos to helping plan on that. And, and I think it's, it's, it kind of paves the way for some regionalization in many, in many different uh, aspects. So I, I think it's a pretty groundbreaking and just thought you did a great job on it. And John Commissioner Furr, uh, one of the things I was gonna talk about too was I was so proud to see Senator Geller and Commissioner Furr on the media where you're able to get a couple of you know sound bites and so thank you so much for for being part of that and being telling the story where it needs to be told so thank you all senator Geller, you up next well actually that was <laughs> going to be my lead um and, uh, thank you commissioner for the uh south florida regional planning council and the treasure coast regional planning council which you're the chair of that sir i i chair the south florida regional planning yes, council which is monroe Dade, and broward 
uh, once a year we have a joint conference, a uh, major conference. We also have a minor conference with the Treasure Coast Regional Planning Council. Together, when you add in Monroe, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Martin, Indian River, and St. Lucie counties, we're a very large chunk of the population of the state. Um, and last year, our major conference was on solid waste disposal. This year was on recycling. And I agree with Commissioner Furr. We had you know, top local, state, and national speakers that I thought I knew a lot about this, and we learned a lot, learned a lot about the dangers of which something I hadn't really thought about, batteries. Um, and you know fires that are caused by uh, by the lithium batteries, etc. Um, and I expect that there will be a lot of things coming out of that, including some ordinances here in Broward. Uh, so if you didn't see it, uh, I would recommend to everybody. Uh, our county attorney Drew Myers was there, um, along with other people from his office. If you didn't see it, if you look at the South Florida Regional Planning Council website uh, that we will show the, well, it's up now. We have the entire meeting. So anybody that missed it that has five or six hours if they want to spare, that <laughs> they want to learn about recycling. I mean, this was so busy, you know, we had the working lunch. We broke for 15 or 20 minutes so people can get their lunch. And then we worked right if through lunch. And it was right here in Broward County. It was at the Performing Arts Center. Yep. So um, I'd like to thank uh, the county for their support on all of this and everything that we did. And the other issue I just want to discuss is the, um, and I'm sorry, what's going on in Israel. Uh, I know it's been discussed at great length, but I just, I watched the news and I just get the sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, you know, it's, I, I'm former chair of the Holocaust Center in Dania. By the way, um, a lot of you missed our grand opening, so I'll schedule uh, another one for just the commission and cultural council and stuff like that. But it just is too reminiscent. Uh, brutal attack, torture, murder of, and then the next day everybody says, well, why don't we just call a standstill? Uh, let them attack you, and then you shouldn't fight back. Uh, Israel is held to a standard that no other country in this world is held to. And uh, I'm just, some of the groups that are supporting um, Hamas, Hezbollah, and other terrorist organizations just astonish me when I see, uh, you know, gays for Palestine, do you know what would happen to them? They'd be stoned to death in minutes there. The old, but not in Israel. The only democracy in that region is in Israel. And, and I, I just, it sickens me to see that all of the, you know, the intersectionality, you know, well, if there's injustice anywhere it's everywhere learn your history mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and uh, i said enough i'm wearing my uh israeli american flag lapel pin and my american flag 
uh, cufflinks and have my American flags in front of me. I support Israel, I support America, and I don't. They have shared values, and I don't know why more people are not seeing this. Agree. Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and always it, with passion that you speak to what's happening. But I would like to say that I feel your passion too. And I feel it when I think about Alan Levy and John Ruffin, who got me involved years ago with the Jewish Christian and Jews Association National. You got it. And I, I use that every time I have to make a decision or a comment. And I just want you to know that before Nan mentioned the Israeli bond, I remember being at the Tower Club when all years ago, when all that was being discussed before the county started buying and purchasing those bonds. It's good to know that there are things that you can bring to the table that with compassion and love for everyone. That's why our world is so diverse. That's why Broward County is so diverse. That is my reason for supporting the funding today of 250,000 and will always advocate for these cultural discussions because that's one's history, that's one's story, and we should always give those thoughts a place to have conversation. You learn about my culture, I learn about yours, and not everyone will join in those discussions because it's hard at times. So I have always done Caribbean emancipation and the infusion of Juneteenth, because there's a story there to be told, and we don't just need to tell it to ourselves. We need to invite all of our friends so that they too can learn about the challenges that we go through and the history of, of that trade. And it wasn't trade, okay, because we had no say in that conversation. So thank you for your passion, my colleague, thank you. And then, you know, we have a special place because we're women, we feel it more. Guys feel it too, but we feel it more. All right, so you know where I'm going there. So let me start with October as we celebrate the history of International Day of Older Persons. All right, and some of us here consider ourselves older persons. So I want to say this is a good time to recognize our seniors and we do it well. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The youngest, the youngest one talking about it, right? <laughs> so it's always good whenever I visit the cities and see active older residents of our county. And I say that today feeling my mother who just had a major stroke. And on the 18th, she celebrated her 93rd birthday. A week from that, she had a major stroke. But we took some awesome pictures of her dancing and doing what she wanted to do and we allowed her to do. So older Americans Day has new meanings to me. So if you hear me start talking about my seniors again and over and over, you will know why that's in support of all of our seniors and family members who are taking care of their older family members and the services that we think we had or should have, we realize is not there. That's not how it worked. 
If you have more than $5,000 in the bank, you're not going to get a lot of the support that is needed out there. So when we talk and we plan, we need to look into how we can be that bridge for some of these programs that we love and that we support. Okay, so that's where I'm at today. I continue to engage and listen to District 9. You know, I brag on my district. I love to be out in the community, so I do that. We had a live conversation with 80 residents of my district around virtual housing, around housing issue. And I'm glad to hear that um, we're gonna be having a workshop that hopefully the county will take the lead and that we are the county. We are not just here to endorse and vote yes and no. We're here to listen and bring everyone together, whether or not it's here locally. I support my colleague going and representing Broward County. If we can share in solutions, that is what we're supposed to be doing. I think we need to take the lead on this housing issues and because housing and foreclosure and homelessness is one conversation. We need to address those subtopics and see what solutions, what recommendations we can make. So you will hear me constantly speak to housing issues and I am asking that we consider that item being on the agenda knowing it's not something that can be rushed because we have those subtopics that needs to be addressed. And I close my comments because Monica knows my heart and Kim. So thank you for listening sometimes. Thank you, Commissioner. I wanted you to say that. Thank you very much. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you, Commissioner. Mr. Melton, any reports? Nothing, sir. Mr. Myers? Nothing, Mayor. Thank you. Ms. Shapiro? Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, so I, I will let... Um, as you all have already shared the great news of yesterday's um, event, it was, I just wanted to share from, from a perspective of, of my seat, it was so wonderful to see um, the hearts and, and just the real joy of celebration that yesterday really represented in, in, the, um, in the faces of our, of our team out there at Nancy J. Cotterman. And um, I had a chance to, to uh, chat with many of them before the event started. We have about, I think, all those light blue shirts we talked about yesterday. It was about, I have a photo that was like, it's gonna be one of my favorite photos of all time now. With all, every single one of them in the big like um, conference room areas, like 80 of them. And, and I'm like a little head in the middle. And, and, but what that represents to me is the passion um, that each of them bring to the, to the work every day and how special that is. So um, it wasn't just a celebration of the facility, but really of the work, um, uh, the very special work that they do each and every day. So I wanted to celebrate that for a moment. Um, I, I mentioned, um, I believe at the last meeting we were, that Dan West was away at the time, but um, some great, great news that um, our Parks and Recreation Division has now joined the ranks of the elite across the entire United States with the national accreditation that they received. So. Um, more to come on that, but that's a really huge um, accomplishment, and I, and I applaud all of the teams. That was a big heavy lift for everyone. Um, and then tomorrow I look forward to um, uh, participating and being a part of the State of the Arts Address um, tomorrow uh, at the, uh, uh, actually, yeah, Thursday, Thursday. sorry, not Thursday. tomorrow. Thursday. Thursday. I, this week is blurred already. It's only Tuesday. It feels like it might be Friday already, but um, Thursday morning, I apologize, at the Broward Center for Performing Arts. Um, 
And so we'll get to reflect on some recent accomplishments there as well. So thank you as always for your support and our ability to do this, this great stuff in the community. Okay, I'll wind up real quickly. Um, you know, it's always nice to see your colleagues, you know, on the media, as I mentioned, with the Senator Geller as the chair and then Commissioner Furr. And then I got to comment, uh, compliment uh, Commissioner Dean on Sunday at the Glenn and Milberg show. Really just did a magnificent job representing not only the county commission, but more importantly, the community. And his knowledge and was just, and his story was very compelling. So, Commissioner, thank you so much for. Doesn't doesn't matter, you know. You stepped up and you really made an impact uh, for this county. So appreciate you on that. It was on uh, this morning, uh, South Florida. It was on Sunday. It was to send you. It was about Israel, Israel, and and, and what we're doing. Well, it was a. Uh, it was great, and she gave us a lot of time too, so which is good. And then this morning, uh, Commissioner Dean and I were at the. Uh, at the Junior uh, Achievement uh, booth, or I guess store, storefront, that we were able to uh, open up uh, in conjunction with the school board. So the school board has one half and the county has one half, but really the impact, and I know that uh, this board has really supported JA over the years, and it does make an impact on our students and really changing lives for the future. So it would be exciting if you get a chance to get out there at the uh, North Campus of Broward College, please do so. Um, Nancy J. Cotterman, again, just a couple weeks ago, we were at BARC opening that facility up, and then we now come to Nancy J. Cotterman. Thank you, Commissioner Rogers, and obviously Vice Mayor Commissioner Dean for being there too. And I don't want to really, how not too much, but one of the most compelling was when we broke ground, as I said in my marks, uh, Senator Book's comments and her testimony that she gave us when we broke ground. And then when the ribbon cutting was happening, we had the other young lady speak as a survivor. And I tell you what, it, it's what this young lady went through from all ages and all steps in her life was, it was just beyond belief that somebody had to live through such torture. So, um, and that's really what the center's all about, is to be able to help those that you'll never know their names, never know their faces, but you know exactly what we're doing as a county to help them. Uh, October 17th, uh, Ms. Sapir and I uh, had the chance to ride the Bright Line, thanks to the Bright Line, with our Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, and we had some, some brief time together. We shared our plans as a, as a community and as a whole of how our connectivity does with transportation. We were able to make a great contact with some of his team members, too, so we look forward to that continued conversation and helping us uh, do what we need to do for our commuter rail, et cetera, so exciting about that. I want to thank uh, Dr. McGuire uh, once again. She attended the Galt Mile Association last week. She was on a panel with, uh, with the City of Fort Lauderdale Police and another nonprofit that's come together for our homeless. And she just recently, just amazing. I mean, she went to the Galt Library that we have and just really provided assistance to those homeless folks and really made it, has made a difference. And the Galt Mile so appreciates it. I mean, they are really just so thankful for that too. Talked about the BMSC Wellness Jamboree. Thank you, Commissioner McKenzie, for that. Boat show's here. Yeah. All right, so it starts uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, I guess, October 25th uh, through Sunday the 29th. So visit uh, flibs.com for details. And, of course, on Thursday the 26th, I'll be at the Cultural Division uh, for its inaugural State of the Address. And hopefully everybody else can come, too, was there. And I'm excited about the groundbreaking. And please mark your calendars, if you, especially those attorneys in the room. Uh, we are going to be groundbreaking ceremony for our federal courthouse on November the 8th. 
So please come out and join us. Uh, that has been a long time coming uh, with the GSA, and I want to thank the committee and the judges that were part of that. So please, that's a monumental task that we were able to accomplish here in Broward County to keep our courthouse downtown. They were talking about moving to, you know, 62nd Street and Park and Rise. They were all over the place, but we were able to work with the city of Fort Lauderdale too, thanks to them, to keep them downtown here. So. Exciting things are continuing to happen in Broward County. We're so excited. We now have, of course, at 12.30, our legislative joint workshop. I'm not sure if we can start early or not. I think I don't think we can. So I know, so they won't be here. Some, of course, I've spoken to that might not show up at all because they have other competing schedules. So at 12.30 in room 430, um, and I believe lunch is served as well, so we can join us there for our joint legislative workshop. So having a, yes, Commissioner Dean. I apologize. I forgot this one, but you mentioned the Brightline tri uh, trip that you made with Secretary Buttigieg. I just wanted to pass along to the commission. I did bring up what we discussed at our workshop at the MPO meeting. I know that yes, he, it was that. late in the meeting, and uh, Mayor Trentalis brought up an issue, and I just wanted to let you know that I responded to that issue, basically with what the mayor had said at the workshop that we had the two days before. So I wanted to make sure that we put that on record on behalf of the county. You can watch a meeting if you want or talk to Monica, but I just want to make sure I mention that to update everyone. All righty. Uh, another good meeting. Yeah. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you.